It's episode eight of West Side Heavy Podcast. Today I have on a fellow Patriots fan. Yes. A good friend of the good old LaFave family. A former UBC volleyball player, uh, Mr. Kerry Brett. Thanks for joining the podcast today, man. How's it going? Thanks for having me, Jevin. Uh, things are going really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get, can't, get complain about a, can't complain about a win like that on the weekend. Oh, yeah. 45 nothing. A good old shutout doesn't hurt the morale at all starting the mondays off hot mm-hmm. um getting into the christmas spirit at all you know as- a little bit we yeah actually quite a bit if you're really i mean as much as we can at this time uh, yeah. safely responsibly but uh we've had the christmas tree up for a little bit in the house we've been hitting those christmas carols up pretty <laughs> pretty hard all for the past couple of weeks let me stand my, my wife has been and uh yeah, we actually did a, had a nice little date where we went and looked at some lights in the car because we couldn't really go out and do that in person anymore right now. Yeah, so, yeah I was just supposed to say lots of online shopping because you kind of want to stay away from the <laughs> malls, you know? <laughs> yeah, got all that done. Hey, ahead yeah. of the game. At the beginning of December and already done your Christmas shopping, like 90% of the presents wrapped. Can't oh, it's one of the best feelings. Mm-hmm. I can't relate this year. <laughs> done it before, but I can't relate this year. I just haven't got- I haven't gotten to it yet. I've had the mindset to. I know. I kind of know what I'm getting. I just haven't done it yet. It's okay. An idea is great. And then December 23rd, and that panic sets in. You're good. <laughs> yeah. You're quick. It's like really you relying on that express shipping, that one day shipping. <laughs> it, on it doesn't care. It doesn't matter if it costs 15 extra bucks. Gotta, yeah. gotta go. <laughs> so I'll pay I, I screwed up. I procrastinated yeah. too much. No, no, no. Um, the best part is just you, you slide it. What I've learned is you just slide in a picture of whatever you bought the person into a card and just say the border held it up. It's fine. Especially yeah. next time. You're good. <laughs> yeah, just say it got lost in the shipping. It's weird. By a couple extra weeks. Yeah, they sent me this whole thing. Then they look in your orders and your Amazon account. And this <laughs> yeah. is <order> at Christmas <laughs> Eve. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, hey, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, before the podcast, we were, uh, before we started recording we had to throw in our little patriots dukes because we kind of had to celebrate the win absolutely pats are 500 now newton obviously isn't necessarily the throwing quarterback this year he only threw for 69 yards he threw a touchdown pass though which is kind of odd of him it's like his fourth of the year but he rushed for two uh pat's defense got the better of herbert did you see anything that you liked well, yeah, on the on that point of that throwing touchdown, yeah, rare and far and few between for those. But to Harry to boot, that was fantastic. Yeah. We need to get that guy involved a little bit more. So that's good seeing him uh, getting a touchdown pass. But yeah, um, offensively, I mean, it was about the same as as one would expect. I think the defense really showed up to play. Like they were not just like obviously the special teams like uh gunner Ashevsky, that guy is something else but uh the just in 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 between plays like not not just yeah. the touchdowns like they were shutting down the chargers receivers which was fantastic yeah um it was kind of relying like 
it was a heavyweight battle. Like you got Belichick against like an Anthony an Anthony Lynn, who's kind of been sus this year and his decision making and schemes and all that. So it was kind of like Bill's obviously got the upper hand there. So it's like and he's made poor decisions on offense and their defenses had a plenty of holes. So it was and our special teams has always kind of been known to be pretty good. So Patriots surprisingly were kind of underdogs mm-hmm. going into it. But I thought just off the coaching alone, they were favored because even with Patriots defense players like Chung and Hightower, they're sitting out. There's still like pretty good defensively if Belichick and um, like if they scheme it the right way. They're I totally al- agree. They're always going to stop. And Justin Herbert, man, he's been he's my offensive rookie of the year pick. Like yeah. He's playing really good this year. And they just found a way to kind of silence him and almost like expose him. Yeah, I was, I went back and looked through. Um, I was curious just because I, I was very impressed throughout the game with Gilmore. Um, I think Gilmore yeah. was matched up with uh, Keenan Allen for yeah, most he was of pretty, the game. Yeah, he was pretty quiet all game, Keenan Allen. Yeah, I, it was, it was actually, I was looking at his fantasy points. Keep in mind, it was in a PPR league just off the top of my head. I think it was, it was the second time he'd been kept under 10 points in PPR. Yeah. Um, and I think he had like nine in total in, the, in that league, but like, other than that, he's been like averaging like somewhere like 18 to 20 yeah. uh, per game, I think. And, and so like that uh, with, with your bell cow receiving, like being shut down like that, like Eckler being back, but I don't, I don't think he, he's not playing like he's at a hundred percent yet. Yeah. Um, and if, if you're taking away like that main option of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams didn't really do too much. That's, that's a quick, uh, quick equation for success that is yeah i agree i find that with mike williams he really he starts heating up once keenan allen has a good game because Mm -hmm. a lot more attention is put towards allen so then mike it kind of opens up the offense a bit or almost like closes it down because keenan allen's like a really short route runner slants out routes um like zigzag patterns kind of thing which Mm -hmm gives Mike Williams a chance because he's like a real deep threat receiver to like kind of stretch the field a bit more and get open. But if Keenan Allen's getting shut down and so then Mike Williams can't really flourish off of him. And oh, yeah, that, play. that attention. Yeah. So um, Patriots just like kind of schemed a lot better and um, Olszewski finally got his punt return touchdown. <laughs> Vindication last week. Oh my goodness. I mean, I remember you. I was listening to the, so the latest episode of yeah. <laughs> you you must have been blasting out uh texts to everybody yeah. on that of uh and I couldn't agree more. I was I was, I was so upset. Like the rule is if you're running back to your own end zone and he was facing the sideline. And yeah, guy, I, I, I I was shocked at the call. And the guy braced for impact. So it's like it's not like he didn't see it. Oh, you got it, you, you, man. Bill Vinovich's team's gonna come up with, uh, he'll, he'll come up with something to call. That's for sure. It's yeah, it was ridiculous, man. And oh, but yeah, also, at least he got it. And then he got a what was it, seventy yard return? I think he yeah, came seventy up yard with. return. This and then uh, a catch, uh, a, recept- a, a receiving touchdown too to boot. That's uh, that's 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 how you answer back in a game. From Stidham, sure. Stidham came in. Yeah, and he threw for. 60 yards off two attempts and a touchdown pass. Does he have any 
other touchdowns? I can't remember. Did he? He, did he threw throw? one against KC. Yeah. So he's like almost got as many throwing touchdowns as Cam. So that's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like two games. Yeah. That's that's a really good confidence booster for Stidham mm-hmm. because he's kind of come when he has come in off the bench just to fill in like a quarter or like a drive. Like when Tom Brady kind of sat out. When like they blew out a team, I forget what yeah. it was exactly, but Sidham came in and his first pass was like through the receiver's hands, pick six, and it was like, well, Tom Brady's <laughs> going back in, yeah. but like, like despite it not being his fault, it was kind of like sucks for him. But to see him throw for like two for three, sixty yards and a touchdown, mm-hmm. it's like it, it gives him that confidence boost to be like, hey, like, I can do it. I'm not just here to throw picks. Like it's there. I just have to keep like getting there and maybe he can be like a filling quarterback next year until we get a another future one or he can develop into a competent game manager quarterback and then we can kind of build around him i couldn't but, agree more i i see him as kind of like a garoppolo light yeah. in that i don't think garoppolo is like the the like answer the answer but he's a competent quarterback yeah. and i think he's he's far i think his, his intelligence outweighs his skill in in a certain aspect and i think that Stidham's very much like that like he makes right he makes good decent choices like he's just yeah. young and is prone to those mistakes but it's a matter when, of like when, getting the receiver in the right areas and then making the catch because our receivers aren't top graded <laughs> receivers so it's like they're obviously susceptible to making drops and like not catching the ball so sometimes it's not always his fault but it's just a matter of hitting them in the right spot and that'll come through time though and like that's something you can improve but absolutely i I wish that he was i can't believe that we put in hoyer um back when uh cam was cam was uh suffering from covid i agree uh, I, I just like, I don't know, it, it, like, it, or, or, you know what, give Hoyer the shot. He, the veteran, he, he, he kind of earned it from that. Right. You know, but it clearly that, that uh, I think that the cane should have showed up a little bit earlier for that, um, yeah. that bit of a sideshow and you can't fault, um, sorry, Stidham on those picks that he threw against the chiefs. Cause he's just trying to make up for lost time at that point. So yeah. he's just slinging. So and, props to him. And it's not like we were, out of the game like we were in the game yeah and then correct me if i'm wrong one of stidham's interceptions went through a receiver's hands and they pick six it yeah i think it was i can't remember if it was myers yeah i want to say myers or white it was one of the two um i think it was white now that i think of it i think it was what no it was edelman oh yeah you're right it was edelman it went right through it yeah the red mitts yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So it was like throwing oh, like, out for was, him. Oh man. Did him through it where he needed to throw it. He threw it to the receiver. Edelman had a rare drop, didn't catch it, and mm-hmm. it was just a timing thing. But like that game was competitive and I think you need to see what you have in Stidham. Right? Because Hoyer's not Absolutely. the answer, but Stidham no. could be. So you mm-hmm. need to give him time to you need to give him some reps. You can't have Hoyer taking over, even though he is the vet, but you need to see what Stidham can do and actually give him like an actual game plan not just hey you're gonna go in in the third quarter (laughs) try to catch up from the other guy's mistakes yeah exactly (laughs) so you kind of let him start at the beginning if it's not working out then throw in Hoyer but if it starts working out then you can you can see what you're working with 
right? Yeah, it, it's yeah, exactly. It's like I, I think that that was a poor call and and a a, a fairly rare. I mean, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> it seemed yeah. like they're coming more and more often. But uh, I don't know. It, it just seemed like one where I think maybe in retrospect, if they if we were to kind of do that one over, have it, and the same end kind of result. But uh, I think that Stidham might go in a little bit earlier if, if that game were to get another go around, you know? Yeah, 100% agree. Um, moving on to kind of bounce around the league a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to start with the Lions comeback versus the Bears. Trubisky oh, timely man. fumble, strip <laughs> sack, which leads to a four, a, the game-winning touchdown 40 seconds after the last score. Man, the Bears, six straight losses. I can't say I'm necessarily Oof. surprised, but... Uh, I mean, yes and affordable. no. That's I agree, but I'm just... Sorry, I'm just bringing up that score line. I just wanted to see who scored where and... Uh, I, that was one that I, I had my eye on, but wasn't like uh, yeah, I wasn't religiously sure. following. But yeah, um, yeah, that's that was with what did they start? What was their start to the season? They were five and one, five and one, yeah. And now they're five and seven. Like me, yeah. That's and it's it's the... weird to figure out like where exactly the wheels fell off because it just seems like the whole bus just came crashing down it just like <laughs> there's just nothing came there. back to reality they floated back to, like... i think i'm even more disappointed too that they're it's just like their defense is still solid like they're, their defense their super bowl defense like i think if you put that on a decent offense that's like a super bowl contending team totally i would love to see how long the you know what? The possession was fairly even. I would love to see how what the the possession um, statistics are for the Chicago Bears defense, because I feel like they're on the field. Like every time I flick on the Bears, it's like the Bears are back on defense again <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I don't know why, but they're always on defense. It's yeah. Like. But um, Matt Stafford, he's like the people's quarterback, man. Like everyone loves him. Everyone you wants to see him do well, and he had he threw for like. 400 yards yeah like, i think three touchdowns and a pick or something like that but he had an unreal day and i'm glad to see him finally get a a good story not someone not the lions defense blowing it mm-hmm. up and having to come back on them and you know like and and to boot too i think that it's like even more to his credit i always love it when um the team, like, it's obviously never a good thing when a team fires its coach, like, for, for yeah. whatever reason, right? Like, it, it may come for some relief, but, like, it still is, like, it's it's a it becomes a weird time for that team. Yeah. And uh, I always I always love it when they they manage to kind of pull something together and, and pull out a win with an interim head coach. The Falcons yeah. did it earlier in the season. Yeah. And now uh, the Lions doing that. I mean... I'm a I'm a fan of Matt Patricia when he from from when he was at the Patriots, but I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, he's, he's that's a good out. Yeah, <laughs> good choice lines. Good job. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm I I totally agree. I was so happy for Matt Stafford, especially with that kind of a storyline. Yeah. It was good to see them. And he backed uh, it up with cool. himself having a good game. So it's like yeah. he earned it, right? It's not like he played poorly and they one it's like he mm-hmm. played a huge part in doing it so it kind of it's good to see him succeed like that um moving on to the giants upsetting the seahawks this one surprised me 
even despite Seahawks bad defense, I thought Wilson would kind of maybe rate the ship a bit. Yeah, I was like, hoping I got him in. Uh, this is the finally I'm cheering for the Seahawks. I finally picked up both Russ and Carson in the same league, and at least Carson got me 20 points. But yeah, uh, man, I I told I told a friend of mine that I'm up against. Uh, uh, with that team, I'm up against a guy who's a big Seahawks fan. And uh, I told him, I was like, man, if Russ doesn't give me 20 points, I'm hexing your team. I hope they lose to the Giants. That's it. I'm done. I want them to win, but yeah, you can't do that. What do you know? You got 13 points or something like that. 15 yeah. and, and they lost. So I'm, I'll take credit for that. That's what yeah. I'll, I'll take credit. <laughs> You're welcome, Rams. The Giants, man. I think their defense is like they were showing that their defense is pretty solid. If they can get a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over as much as Jones does, because yeah. <laughs> they have Saquon, obviously not this year, unfortunately to the ACL, but Saquon, one of the best running backs in the league, and like Darius Slayton's a solid like wide receiver, and um, Sterling Shepard, he's another solid option. If they can get maybe Golden Tate's like, I don't know, he's kind of he's okay. If they can get like a solid receiver there like to add on to Slayton and Shepard maybe like a like a quarterback that's more protective of the ball and doesn't like turn it over as much man the Giants could be like a sneaky team and I well, like even now they're like five and seven they're tied with he, the Bears <laughs> yeah they're like that that NFC East is something else that's that's a phenomenal I, I I'm, I'm loving it like it has yeah. no bear, real bearing on the Patriots at yeah. all so like I know that a bunch of <laughs> NFC teams are already crying foul of who gets to <laughs> who, who has to who gets to play one of these teams in the uh, playoffs yeah. but um I, I love sitting back and watching this uh, from the distance but uh yeah that that uh the, I, w- I was really impressed by the defense um, yeah. against like Lockett, Metcalf. Those guys were like invisible. Yeah, one of the best uh, offenses in the league. Yeah, and and, and like points. absolutely, I'm looking at it right now. Like Russ still still got over 250 yards, um, but like that's on. I think he's. I'm seeing he's 27 for 43. So not great, but yeah. like efficiency is bad. Yeah. And and when that's like you need Russ to have a top game. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. That's yeah. The see the D- Seahawks defense is never going to get it done this year. Like yeah, that's and and if there's a reason to count them out from the Super Bowl race, it's going to be because their defense is just falling apart, and they're only going to get more beat up in the next couple games before they yeah. get to the postseason. One hundred percent. But oh, I, I will say Jamal Adams coming back was a huge spark of life to that Seahawks yeah. defense. They were really petering off and like, they're still not great, but at least having Jamal Adams, he, he really showed that he he's uh, bigger pastures than the jets. Yeah. He, he... Yeah. I'm in total agreement, dude. Um, I'll, all I wrote here was get Watson out of Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, they did a pretty good job of doing that with Hopkins, so I'm sure yeah. they can find some way to do that with him, too. Like, all he had there was Hopkins, and you somehow screwed that up. Oh, man. I feel so bad for the Houston Texans. I just feel yeah. – they. Uh, it's just, like, that's one of those ones where, like, people should have vetoed the trade, but, like, really couldn't have. <laughs> like, fantasy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, hit that, yeah. delete that. Arizona's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh man, 
Arizona got away with highway robbery with that one. I so know. Good on them. Good on them. But yeah. uh, but geez. Watson's having one of his best years of his career, and he's got nothing else in Houston. Like his number, former number two, now number one receiver is suspended. Yeah. Hooks is like one hit away from getting a season ending concussion injury. Yeah. Hopkins yeah. is gone. Yep. What is he going to, is not, now his new number one's Randall Cobb. Yeah. Which like, I, I, is, and I think he's been, yeah, he's, yeah. he's not going to be producing that much, really. But. Yeah. Like, I know Watson, he kind of holds onto the ball and moves around in the pocket, but his O line isn't anything special. And the defense is, doesn't help him at all. And that's been the case basically since he got there. And that yeah. was, that's always been the knock against him too is uh, like, and honestly, I'm pretty surprised that his career has made it this far and he has had some pretty rough injuries. Cause he tore his um, ACL, didn't he? Yeah. And, and like, and, and most of it's just like, you know, he just gets hammered like he, constantly every think, single game. That yeah. O-line has always been a problem in Houston. Maybe they should invest some of that um, Hopkins. That, oops. <laughs> yeah, and the um, who has their uh, Miami has their first round pick this year. Yep. Yeah. So yep. They traded away round. so many picks. Yeah. For what? Oh, Literally for I what? Feel so bad for that. Like that's one where it's like. And and Bill O'Brien just came in, hamstrung that entire organization. He's like, yeah, gosh. your problem now. I'm gone. Yeah, right. Oh, just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, well deserved axe for him. That yeah. was. I, I'm surprised he made it that far into the season. To be perfectly Dude, honest. Honestly, I feel. Dude, I, I, my heart goes out to the Texans fans. They always seem to be the bane of the Patriots, but uh, oh. My my heart goes out to him for, for yeah. this one for sure. Like, was there no one else in the room when O'Brien brought up that <laughs> trade proposal? Yeah, I was like, let's hey, let's talk about this. Let's, yeah, let's, let's pump the brakes. <laughs> or did he there, just O'Brien. like some <laughs> random Saturday night be like, now nah, let's trade this yeah. guy? <laughs> yeah, five beers in. Like, no, that was a good idea. We should try. Yeah. Keep going he, with this, guys. You miss, yeah, uh, mistaken um his fantasy league for the actual team. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's get like let's just get a running back that like he's been pretty good, but like it's it's definitely worth the top receiver in the league for sure. He's like ah shit, wrong uh, wrong app, (laughs) wrong app. Oops. Yeah. Um, Miami versus Bengals. It was quite the eventful game with the ejections and like the extremely soft Howard and uh, what was it Boyd? Howard and Boyd. Yeah, that was that that was was really soft. But that, was weak. that hit on Grant from Johnson oh. was that should have been an ejection itself. I can't believe that. That I can't believe like, that the little slap fight that Boyd and uh, whomever that I can't. Remember. David Howard. David Howard. Right. 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 Um, I can't believe that that little slap fight got them both ejected in the, in the uh, that that absolute. He fair catch that too, and he just got Did he his fair catch block. It? I didn't he. Maybe think, even, yeah, even I still, he, I don't think he did, but he was there mm. like a second and a half before the ball. Oh yeah. Though. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. He didn't fair catch it. You're, yeah. You're, I, but he I got him and it started almost like right before he got hit. So I don't know if I saw him wave his hand. I don't, I don't think, think he, did. he did. Yeah. But I don't think he did. But even that he tried timing the hit. 
and he was there like a full like second and a half. <laughs> I think it hit him in the. I think it hit him in his numbers. Yeah, I think it came down on his back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he just it's goes to the sideline, chills, and then they redo the punt, and he just gets to go back and redo. <laughs> I was that was that was bad. I, it's I think, unbelievable. Yeah. If if you're the start of a bench clearing brawl, you probably yeah. shouldn't be out on the field anymore for <laughs> your safety, maybe too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People are just gonna be going for your knees and stuff. Yeah. Guys, not even gonna he's gonna call a fair catch and then dive at his ankles next time. He's yeah. running after him. Exactly. But yeah, um, that was that was that yeah. was a uh, that was something. I was Crazy. pretty shocked by that. Yeah. Tua had himself. A career game like almost 300 yards passing and touchdown he's i don't like it i i, I hate that up. the dolphins and the bills are both looking fantastic this drives me nuts to yeah. the like the most degree that you possibly could think of i'm so upset that both of these teams are doing very 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 I know. well like it's such a because i have brian flores as my coach of the year this year just because of miami and their expectations into the season and he's like they're eight and four now. Like, who would have yeah. thought? Who would have thought about that? Their defense is playing good, and now Tua coming in. Obviously, mm-hmm. had a few stinkers, but that's just, you know, that's gonna happen. He's played six games, and people are already kind of writing him off as like a bust and stuff. And it's like, dude, what happened to letting like Patrick Mahomes and like Deshaun Watson and others ruined it for everyone else? Because if you're not playing at like such an MVP level, then you're considered like a bust. Yeah. But it's like let the guy play and like he's playing good. Like he's he was the number one pick projected until he got hurt. And then Joe Burrow came in and like threw sixty passes, threw sixty touchdowns in college, and then he became number one. But he was highly touted for a reason. So and I just think what Brian Flores is doing, he's bringing Dolphins to new heights, which is annoying as a Patriots fan, but it's kind of cool. It's kind of it's cool to see like a former Patriot coach like actually having success in the league besides like Patricia and <laughs> other guys. And Josh McDaniels, yeah. the uh, Indianapolis Colts head coach of for one day, I think he made it for, for an, an hour. hour. Yeah, yeah. For an hour. <laughs> then he just dipped out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I you know what I am loath to admit it. I couldn't agree more. I think he's doing yeah. a fantastic job with the Dolphins. Um, the Bills pretty expected they've been looking really yeah. good uh, for the past couple of years I'm, I'm sure we'll be discussing it shortly yeah. but um they've they're they're a, that, that's a good football team now the, the dolphins bills. Yeah. the bills the bills no the i'm bills. saying like the bills piss me off i hate the bills <laughs> but something about miami like kind of makes me happy part of because they're my favorite jerseys in the league i love miami's jerseys and something about seeing a former Patriots coach and yeah. Tua, I really liked because I saw him in like the high school, like Elite 11 camp. Like I watched that series and then watched him play through college. So I kind of oh, liked cool. Tua. I almost saw him like kind of come through college and stuff. I watched that national championship game where he came in and for Jalen Hurts and oh, that yeah. pass. Like I, I watched that live and stuff. So I kind of watched him like come into the league. So I liked Tua and Although the Dolphins are a rival of the Patriots, I, I'm happy seeing the Dolphins do good. But the Bills, 
and the Jets <laughs> go fuck right off. Like I don't care about them. <laughs> I mean, sentimentally, I agree, but I think yeah. that I, I think like going into the season, the Bills were probably looking well, as the they were fame. looking good. But yeah. what I mean is like the Miami Dolphins, I did not think. I, I definitely would have. I would have gone Bills, Pats, even as wishy washy as we were looking and yeah. still are. Um, Bills, Pats. Uh, Dolphins and then the Jets, obviously. Yeah, no, but, I, um, I was in, I was in agreement there. I thought the Bills were gonna take the division because it was just sooner or later. Like Allen was getting better and better each year, and their defense is good, and they got Stefan Diggs, and it was just sooner, like sooner rather than later, it was gonna happen that they were just gonna take charge, and they have. And credit to them. We'll get to the Bills later after we kind of touch up on a few more things here. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Raiders hail mary. Of course, the Jets, of course, the Jets pull yeah. an all-out blitz on that. Of yeah, course they do. yeah Greg, Greg Williams got fired like today. Good. I don't think that that guy should be in the league at all. After Bounty <laughs> Gate, terrible. an 0-16 season, and an 0-12 season, there's no there's no justification for any team he, to pick him he back. He blitzed seven players on a touch. Like, all they needed to do is not let them get a touchdown, and he blitzed seven players. That's how you get fired for one play. Throw, throw <laughs> five defensive backs in the end zone and blitz. Even his safety was calling him out. And it wasn't like, it was a fair comment. I don't know if you caught it, um, but May basically was just like, man, the call's got to be better. Like to the media the next, the, like immediately after it was like, mm-hmm. it's just a bad call. The call has to be better. And then like, sure enough, he gets fired right away. Yeah. You know that if like players are saying that even to the media, <laughs> there's going to be some talk in the locker room. Yeah, because he was terrible with the browns oh my goodness and which is a smooth transition because the williams is for the browns and they were bad right they had like high expectations and they were like below 500 all that he was there the 16 season too yeah and now going into the browns they're nine and three are they for real I think I I don't know. I'm so up I'm and so down skeptical on the Browns, man. Like one week they show that they could be the best, like they're the world beaters. They're yeah. like the top like this past week. That was a phenomenal game. Rookies are going off. Baker had the game of his life. Yeah, he... Also, there's a pretty his his uh he he came in for a a, a celebration with um uh oh, Peoples Jones? Yes. Uh no. Um Hollywood, which we can edit some of those out. <laughs> no, we can't remember. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up uh, very quickly. What was his name? It was after. Uh, was it Peoples Jones? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was the Peoples Jones touchdown. Um, it was the Peoples Jones touchdown where he like comes in and I, I, I watched the clip of it and it was just the celebration of him like sliding in. It's worth looking up. It's a slick yeah. move. I was like, yeah, I think I saw impressed. that. I think I like I saw because it was him like strutting on the runway, right? And then yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw like nothing. The O line move a foot to the left, and then next thing you know, Baker's is right there. <laughs> I was like, yo, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, let's we we don't even need to talk about his play. I was like, his celebrations are worthy <laughs> yeah. of the praise itself. But uh, yeah, I totally agree. They're this they're this anomaly team of like which team's gonna show up from week like, to week. Like I see if I'm like betting on a game and I see Cleveland minus six against <laughs> the Eagles, I'm like, that's probably plus two. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, 
I don't know. They could easily lose like or win like nineteen <laughs> seventeen. They could blow them out, or they could just Baker could just play bad, and yeah. they could somehow lose. Like I don't it's, know with the Browns, but it's the biggest up and down thing. Yeah. And I'm I've been I I, I got uh, Odell Beckham, which on RIP uh, this year, but uh, oh man, and on a defensive play too. But I I, I I'm not gonna go. Yeah. That. I was so upset on that. But uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, it'd be like every time I'm still nervous of putting him in my starting. Like there's something with me of like, is, he, is this a bad move? It's like yeah. it shouldn't I shouldn't be this nervous about Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, he was so good coming from the Giants and everyone was like dick riding the Browns. Like this is teams going to the Super Bowl, and then you realize that they have like Jarvis Landry too and Nick Chubb and is yeah. Baker actually as good as he was his rookie year. And now yeah. he's getting like 40 yards a game, two yards a game. And then he'll get yeah. 230 yards. And <laughs> like two touchdowns. Yeah. And it's like, yo, can you decide? Can you just like average this I out know. so I know what I'm getting? Like, Be consistent, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need, My fantasy team needs it. Please yeah, tell me. I, <laughs> I want to throw you in because you're like really good. Like you're a high profile player. Yeah. And you're known to be good. You just need to live up to it now, please. Like, thank you. Yeah. You know, like that, that, the, that's been an evolution over a couple of years. And, and, and I think that there, that's, it, it's been, it's been a change for the good over the past couple of years. And I think finally clearing house with some of that really stagnant coaching staff of the Browns. Um, Jackson. Getting, yeah, man. Uh, like, I, I don't know coaches. if you caught hard knocks uh, the year yeah. that they did it on the Browns, but like, I have as, as a as a high level coach in volleyball. There's so so many things that he does that I'm like that. I mean, I mean, hey, you know what? Maybe he knows better because he's a he's a very very well paid NFL was well was a very well paid NFL coach. But there's some things that I'm just like, man, that's some that's some like bad mind games. And like I'm I'm not a coach. Like that's never the way Is that, that Hugh Jackson coach. you're talking about. Yeah, and like he cool. would like play games like that it's just there's no space for that he made like a really dramatic scene about picking the backup quarterback yeah and it was like it was like is that is that necessary like uh because i was visiting my i didn't know a ton about hugh jackson and the browns and stuff but around when hard knocks was being filmed i went or not filmed but that it was a year that hard knocks was cleveland was hard knocks Mm-hmm. I went to go visit my uncle in Ohio. Oh. Stay, with him, stay with him for a week, just kind of, we would just hang out. Mm-hmm. And I watched um, the Hard Knock series before I went to bed, like every night. And the next morning, I woke up and I was like, "Yo, I didn't know a ton about Hugh Jackson, but this makes me realize like how bad of a coach he is." And he was like, "Yeah, man, that's what yeah. we've been dealing with for the past few years." Because he's like a Cowboys fan growing up, but obviously mm-hmm. being in Cleveland, he's kind of adapted to the Cleveland fandom and stuff. And he's you like, buy yeah. assimilation. And he's like, "Yeah, he's a terrible coach." Yeah, he's. I can I could like legitimately say is like objectively he is a like I mean and this isn't a hot take by any means, but just I, I'm I, they did such a good job of um like of, of moving forward yeah. and i think that 
it was it's definitely bumpy and it's not great but i mean it's kind of hard to root against the browns they've been so bad for so long i want to do so good i know i there was this guy that i used to coach volleyball with he was a teacher at a school in vancouver diehard browns fan like for like 30 plus years and i was like why do you do this to yourself and he's like i don't know man i don't know and it was that like finally they had that year where they it was it was in 2007 the last time that they got a uh uh, they had a no that they had a winning record i think oh. um and that that's when i was uh working with this guy and yeah. he even was like this is the best year of our this is the best year that we've had in forever and i was like that's not a super you guys are nine and seven <laughs> <laughs> i guess this is the patriots yeah patriots are 10 and six and we had a bad year yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's uh. this year hey for us yeah. Finally, finally getting our comeuppance. But uh. yeah, exactly. Um, I wanted to move on to Wentz being benched for Hertz. Yeah. It was cool seeing Hertz come in, and because he obviously was in Alabama and Tua took over for him, and then he was like, "Okay, hey, I'm obviously not going to win the starting job, so I'm going to transfer myself out of here so I can." Because he's going into a senior year, mm-hmm. he's like, "I want to get drafted, right? That's the goal. So I'm going to go somewhere where I can start." Went to Oklahoma, was the top three finalists for the Heisman. And people were kind of pissed that they drafted Hertz for the Eagles in the second round because they have Wentz. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, with the season Wentz has had, he hasn't really lived up to his upcoming contract of, like, $109 million yeah. like guaranteed or whatever. Um, yeah. But – he came in and threw for like 90 yards and a touchdown more than Hertz did all three quarters or Hertz did more than what Wentz did. Like the whole yeah. game came in and uh, he looked comfortable in there. And what do you think the QB situation is in Philly going forward? What do you do? I would, I would go with Hertz. This is, I, I mean, even like being realistic, like if they somehow right the ship, which I don't think that's going to happen really under Wentz, um he's just uh, he looks i've never thought of Wentz as that absolutely elite quarterback i've never thought like i did not think he was i i've I've seen him as kind of a flacco um okay obviously different players but i've never i never thought flacco was that elite to be getting paid the contract that he ended up getting after his super bowl win and this I see is kind of a similar byproduct of a very good year, obviously got injured and didn't have the Super Bowl appearance, but um, like that, the Philly Super Bowl is in a very large part due to Carson Wentz's um, like MVP then. caliber season yeah. until he got hurt. So I, I think like he did, he's, he's a, he is good. Uh, like I'm not going to sit here and say he's a bad quarterback, but I just don't think that a, there's no protection, and he's just getting absolutely beaten up every yeah, single time. He's and running he away like every single man. play. He just looks like a broken man out there. Yeah. And, like, at a certain point, like, yeah, he's – it kind of reminds me of the Sam Darnold seeing ghosts kind of comment that uh, – mm-hmm. where he's just – sometimes he just looks like he's just panicked and kind of throwing the ball away because he doesn't think of – he thinks there's, like, nothing else to do, it seems. Um, but – the, the I, I think that they put a, a a graphic up during one of the games, uh, one of the Monday Night Football games, um, 
about how I think they basically will still be on the hook for in total over the next, if, if they let Wentz walk the, if the Eagles let Wentz walk, I think they're going to be on the hook for something around like 75 million over two years. I heard um, if they, if he walks in 2021 or 2022, I think they have 60 million dead cap. Okay. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, <laughs> that's a pretty big hit so do you just kind of weather it and like hopefully he gets better but i i mean i i, I, I don't think he is i've never thought he's the absolute I, i've never lived up i've never bought into the hype on carson Wentz. yeah um i've always thought that he's he's been a good quarterback but i've never thought he of him as one of the elite ones which he was kind of getting slotted into um kind of like flacco but uh i think hurts um yeah, I agree. I think when he came in, he stepped up. I mean, I, I think that that's a big, big telling thing. And we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll kind of get into it with. Um, he looked comfortable in the ball. He did. He looked comfortable. And that's yeah. big. Like when you see that kind of like that swagger from a rookie, that's, that's a, that's a good sign. Like when he's yeah, like, when he looks like he belongs. Yeah, I agree. Roughly. Every time Wentz was in, it seemed like as soon as this ball was snapped to him, he's like, shit, I got to run. Like I gotta yeah. run this way because, but then it was like you had more time than he thought, mm-hmm. or he would panic throw and he'd throw a pick or like a really bad incompletion. But Hertz just looked, despite his first play was like a nice like twenty five yard completion dime to the sideline, and then obviously like a few three and outs here and there. But yeah. the Eagles are just bad this year. Yeah, they've got but like Hertz, nothing receiving yeah, going receiving. Something about Hertz, he just looked. Like he belonged. And I think if you just forget about the season, because I think mm-hmm. the Giants are kind of taking it away. They've won a few games in a row and their defense is looking solid, like respectable. They just need to protect the ball a bit more. I think the Giants are going to take this. I'll, hey, um, I wouldn't sleep on the, I wouldn't sleep on yeah. the uh, football team. Yeah. Cause, uh, I guess we could just call it the defense. Still, yeah. Like nickname for it, but man, their defense was good. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's going to either Washington or um, the Giants. Mm-hmm. So I think Eagles just like I think just start Hurst for the rest of the season, or if do what you need to do, but don't be worried so much about winning. Get a yeah. high pick, pick an offensive tackle, or trade up to get the best one because you need it sign throw money at one <laughs> in free agency yeah do anything you can to just give carson Wentz one more chance because he had an mvp caliber year in 2017 the year after i'm gonna give him a chance because you know recovering from an acl he might not be the same and all yeah. that but then like this is the year now where like i guess like these are the years where once you've had time to recover and play into it and everything, like you just have to be better. Yeah. Try and build around him, give him another chance. And if he still can't do it, then I think it's time to move on from him. Suffer the dead cat, roll with Hurst, and then maybe trade him for like maybe a pick or picking a mm-hmm. player or something like that or whatever you can. Because Hurst looked like a quarterback you can go to if you need to. I would like to see Wentz behind a competent offensive line. And yeah. I think that that would be maybe like Indy. Yeah. You know, I don't think Rivers has too much more on that, that goofy sidearm. Um, yeah. Well, but, I think this uh, is, his, I think he only signed a one year deal. I don't think it was a one and one. 
So it was like, um, but yeah, Indy, good offensive line. They have Pittman Jr. heating up. They got T.Y. Hilton. Um, and adding a mobile quarterback like like that would be yeah. – uh, And they have one of the best Wentz can, in the He's league. a big guy. He's hard to bring down. And uh-huh. like he can – like, I mean, that's kind of how he's – made his made his living but that's also kind of damned him because it was kind of like Desha- it's kind of like watson it's the same thing because and, and cam newton it's all that kind of similar like they're all guys that are fairly big fairly physical can kind of stand in it and take take a bit of a beating but the i guess the the coaches are all like well they can deal with it we don't need to invest in an o-line let's yeah. just gotta let them get hit constantly yeah. i also think watson going to indy would be a really good destination for him that would be that would be very uh I, I think that that would be yeah i agree actually i hadn't really thought about that. Like, that would be a very good spot for him i think yeah because like a, a good old line and he's got a good arm too yeah he has he throws for like 300 yards a game like close yeah. to like maybe just under obviously but he's having like one of his best years and stuff so i think he would really excel with you know hilton and Pittman jr mm-hmm. Pittman jr was kind of battling injuries like an ankle sprain like the beginning of the season but he's shown he can he can be a good receiver yeah. like ty hilton's always solid and jonathan taylor is like an up-and-coming running back one of the best runners coming out of the class and got a little receiving back solid. in Hines too yeah like, and their defense is solid so i think watson or wentz would do really yeah. good i actually that's a yeah i hadn't really like i said i hadn't yeah. thought about that but i think that that would be a good fit for him i totally agree all right, we're going to go to the first Monday night football game. Mm-hmm. Steelers versus football team. Ooh. The football team. Football team comes up Taking big. down the 11-0 Steelers. I always hate it. Man. I hate it when teams get that close to like when the Patriots almost did it. And yeah. I, I will forever hate the Giants for the stupid helmet catch. And it haunts yeah. me my dreams to this night. But ever I, I never want any other team to do it before my team and my team yeah. hasn't done it yet so go away Steelers and I'm glad yeah. that you guys lost I'm I was uh I was talking with my buddy who's a Steelers fan and I was like I don't want to slander I'm not here to slander but like what do you think went wrong and he was like dude the offensive play calling was trash and I was like oh, yeah and There's he's like going on. and he's like I didn't even like watch it yet but I've just seen like clips of it and stuff and like it's just bad. And that's the one thing I noticed watching the last half of the game because I couldn't catch the first half because I was at work. But the last half, like Roethlisberger, he, Claypool only had like two receptions and he was your leading receiver going into the game. Like you can't have that. Nope. You're throwing it to uh, Washington over and over again and he's dropping balls, mm-hmm. like literally dropping passes. And you keep throwing like, third and six and you're throwing to him three yards and there's three defenders there when he's clearly not going to get it take an extra second maybe you can catch claypool on a fade or an in route and like trust your receiver your better receivers going into it because juju only had like two yards going into halftime yeah and like he was he kept trying to like ebron or ebron yeah ebron ebron um ebron is he's a one of the best tight ends like like he can be yeah. When, he, when he shows up and like he was getting targeted a lot yeah. and, and was making a good amount of grabs. But like, I guess Ben just was like trying to like, they were, he was trying to force, like just force it through any possible yeah. needle hole he could. 
to try like it seemed like it just wasn't he, he was making some weird choices yeah i didn't i, I totally agree like the play calling was totally off but like the washington defense played very they very well like they not, got let's pressure take, a lot take, let's not take any credit away from them they were yeah. um, sweat like he he made a couple big plays chase young is like he's coming he's playing amazing he's playing like and you, know, you best know as a volleyball player man seeing all of those blocked especially as a middle spots. blocker man all those blocked blocked yeah. passes i was <laughs> loving it i was like yes this is this is perfect this is like volleyball 101 it's awesome <laughs> I was so pumped on that. Did and they see? were they had so many yeah. in that game. Both yeah. sides did actually. Yeah. I think there were, there were tons of blocks. Uh, TJ Watt was getting in there too. So yeah. Defensive yeah. player of the year. TJ I, Watt. I think first, so. I, I first think in sacks, pressures, tackles for loss. JJ, did you see JJ Watt's tweet? No, I didn't. Uh let me quickly bring it up. Because I, 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 obviously he's like probably his number one supporter. He knows that like TJ is slowly successing him right it's clearly obvious but he tweeted he's like the man leads the nfl in sacks tackle for losses pressures qb hits pass rush win rate not second not third not fourth first place defensive player of the year plain and simple tj watt yeah i I mean i would was that after tonight's game or before tonight's game um i think it was five hours ago Okay, so, so probably like in the middle of it. Yeah, and he only added to that tonight. Yeah, he, exactly. He, he's he's a he's phenomenal out there. He's fun to watch. He's like I, it's like Aaron Donald out there. Like they those two just like yeah, just watching them work in the trenches is phenomenal. Like they're just they're mountains of men moving other mountains of men with ease, and it's, it's pretty. Seen TJ how much speed he comes off of the edge? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I could not imagine being a running back and looking to my right, and I just see TJ Watt just looking at me and wanting to kill me. I'm like, yo, could we just like do a pass play or like play action? I don't want to do this because, especially if you have to run to the right, it's like, yo, nah, like he's just going to tackle me. Like, yeah, you're getting blown up yeah, very quickly. Yeah, it's just, and people are saying like Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald, and I agree, like they're having good years. Garrett missed a couple games, so I think that's really going to unfortunately hamper his chances mm-hmm. because it's just unfortunately how it works if you miss games and your chances of winning an award go down but i think tj watts like 100 in the lead but man washington came to play and yeah did you see chase young's goal line stand on benny yes Smith? yes like he like that- and he like dove from the edge in and like caught him in the air and like pulled him down and he didn't score yeah, I was like, I, that was oh, something crazy else. <laughs> it's it's always impressive to think like these are grown men. Like some of them can throw each like these other grown men around like rag dolls. Like it's very impressive. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Yeah, like it's a yo. This guy's like six five two fifty, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm six five two sixty four, and I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> and you're gonna get okay. sat down yeah and it's like just to think this man could never be taken down and then someone just one-ups him oh man and then i was like when someone one-ups henry, him and it's like who was it that derrick henry just tossed it was like in week two or three oh just Josh like jalen ramsey it was jalen ramsey oh, against the rams and he just like basically picked him up and threw him like <laughs> 20 feet out the out, out the sideline but that was just like he basically picked him up like he was a tissue and like 
pushed him to the ground. That was, these, these are impressive humans. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that goal line stand was something else. Um, but yeah, shout out to Washington. They played a good game. Alex mm-hmm. Smith played good throwing like 300 yards. He's getting more and more comfortable coming back from that leg injury. So it's good Gotta to see Washington playing good. And Steelers go down to 11 and one, but I think that this loss will benefit them because I, um, a lot of pressure with the undefeated season, it's kind of off their chest now. Now they can kind of reality check and they're like, all right, we're not perfect. So let's just like, forget about this one. Let's learn from it. Let's watch film and let's just try and be better. There's not the pressure of like, <clears throat> blowing out every team and having to keep the perfect season it's like it's better to lose now than in the playoffs so get it off your chest now learn from it and just try and build on it so i think they're going to come next week and i think from here on out they're going to look like a more refreshed and a lot stronger team in my opinion i think the offense is going to roll a bit more because they had a lot of mistakes tonight and they'll get james connor back next week i assume mm-hmm. So I think their offense is just going to come back looking a lot stronger. And, yeah, I'm not counting out the Steelers at all. I think this loss just makes them better. Yeah, it's one of those gut check ones, I think, where, like, you never – I I do not envy the Buffalo Bills at all next week, having to to play against the Steelers in that sense. These are are those games where they come back out with a vengeance, like with something to prove. I agree. Uh, so I, I yeah I think that they're going to be really hungry after getting their perfect season spoiled. I, I think that I, and and I totally like as a as a former player and all that. Like once you get that, it, it if you go in ranked high, you need a bit of a scare every once in a while to kind of bring you back down to earth and give you a little yeah. bit of perspective on it. And I think yeah. that that's what this was. So I I I I fully am not envious of Buffalo's position. Yeah. Speaking of Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo versus 49ers to finish off Monday. Buffalo played amazing, including Josh Allen. He 32 for 40, 375 yards and four touchdowns, no picks. Man, just an unreal game. He made so many plays escaping the pocket, throwing on the run to sidelines. And Cody, uh, is it Cody Beasley? Uh, Cole. Cole Cole Beasley. Sorry, my bad. Cole Beasley. He had like 130 yards and a touchdown. Like he played unreal too. But Josh Allen, he just he took control and he really solidified like uh, he's grown to like a top six, seven MVP this year. Um and man, just yeah, he's playing really good and he's definitely matured a lot as a quarterback and definitely makes the Bills really scary going into the latter half of the season. So what did yeah, you uh, the pull next from this game? Sorry, sorry. What did you uh, pull from the Bills Niners game? Like, did you see anything that you thought was worth? Knowing? Yeah, um, I mean the Niners. I, f- I feel bad for them. You can see that there's like glimmers of greatness with that team, but they've just yeah. been so hamstrung by injuries this year. That, oh, like another coach that I think could be up there for coach of the year in Kyle Shanahan. He's like. Team's yeah. only five and seven, and Bosa was hurt. Mostert's hurt. Um, Garoppolo's been hurt. Sherman was hurt. Like this, has so been in pieces. and out the entire season. Yeah, I think so many pieces are just 
hurt and you're still competitive. Like Mullins threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. He threw two picks, but like, man, you guys obviously like yeah. it was like 34 17 at one point, but you guys were still like half your defense is missing and you're still competitive against the Bills. Like, yeah, man. you know, I would, I would be even, even though the Niners are a sub 500 team, I, I would totally be into giving Shanahan the coach of the year as well. I think being able to, I, I agree. I, I was kind of like at the beginning of the season, I was like, man, eh, well, the Niners are, that's, that's it. They're done. Yeah, they're done. Season. They had like half Maybe their defense season. injured in the first like two weeks. And it was like, yeah. oh, write them off. They're not going to win a game. And key pieces, I think, when did um, like key pieces of their offense like Kittle. started going? Yeah. Kittle was Kittle, out. Ayuk. Ayuk didn't come until later. And we didn't even know what yeah. he was about. Debo Samuel has he even played. Yeah. Like we said, Mostert, Tevin Coleman, they've been yeah. in and out. Jarek McKinnon, Garoppolo. It's amazing at how they like basically just duct tape that team together yeah. week in and week out for the yeah. past past entire season. It hasn't yeah. even just been like a couple weeks. It's been an entire season where they've been playing. And they that had like way. a big win against the Rams last week yeah. or two weeks ago. It was within the last two weeks. But yeah. the Rams are a good team and they beat them. So. 49ers, man, big ups to them for being like yeah. sub 500 with like, like you said, a duct tape team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the Bills, like, I, I hate it. it. It makes me so I mad. Hate it too. I, I sent, I, I was, is, yeah, I was yeah. talking with one of my Bill, Bills loving friends. Uh, I guess, man, like, we gotta, that's gonna be the, uh, that, that Diggs and Allen connection is just, wow. I hate it so much. It's so reliable and they somehow find each other in like the strangest yeah. circumstances. Like Diggs is Alan one of the is, best route runners in the league. Yeah, like he makes people look silly, and Beasley's just a little gadget player. Like he can he can and, run a slant. He's pretty solid. Like and somehow yeah. Allen somehow Allen like he, he's the slipperiest guy. Like yeah, he never he's, like he's he, a no one can bring him too. down. Yeah, he's just like he's solid up there. Like he's yeah. he's very hard to bring down and just extends plays like crazy, and that gives Diggs even more time. Um, yeah. to like to to open up the field a bit more and like especially once like plays start breaking down a bit, the Bills are very good. Yeah, and they can pick up. They just chew up yards and they chew up the clock. I've noticed that about how they play is just they 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 give you no time back on the ball. And they're very good at that. Yeah, I agree. All right, um, so yeah. uh, we're gonna preview the. We'll keep this quick. We'll preview the Ravens Cowboys. This is obviously released the day after the game. But we'll just kind of give our insights a bit um, going into it. Um, Lamar is coming off of the COVID-19 list, and I think we can both agree that the Ravens are going to trample on the Cowboys. <laughs> That's a hot hot take you got there, Jevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, Dalton kind of looked like he was piecing it together against the mm. Redskins, and then he just, like, shit went crazy. Yeah, a couple of turnovers here, and the next thing you know, it's a twenty-point game when it was like seven, like two seconds ago. But yeah, I think with the Ravens' defense, they still have a good defense. Yeah, and as long as you put Marcus Peters on Amari Cooper and stack the box against Zeke because he's been fumbling a ton. Exactly. Well, that, 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 it's I was hard just to rely on too. Dalton to kind of win a game for you. And the Cowboys defense is really bad. And Lamar Jackson can just run a read option every single play and they'll put up like 40. Yeah. So I think Ravens easily 
against the Cowboys. But yeah. do you have anything? I mean, crazier else? things have happened in sports, but yeah. it's pretty pretty solidly looking like it'll be a uh, a bit of a one sided affair. I. Yeah. I, 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 I'm nervous. I, I've got, uh, I'm, I'm hoping Zeke has a decent game. Uh, for, yeah. for my I'll be cheering sake. for the Cowboys because but, I just don't want to see the Ravens win. I agree. You go NFC teams. Because, um, you know, pa- Patriots are still in the hunt. So the mm-hmm. more the Ravens and the Raiders lose, bumps us up. And we have the tiebreaker over them too. So yeah, that's, that's the more, true. the more they lose and the more we win helps us. Potentially get a wild card. So I'm very much over. That's so go point. Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> go Cowboys. <laughs> um, so this is our weekly segment. Uh time for the press where I get answered or I get questions sent in and me and you are gonna answer them. Ooh. And we're gonna I usually do two or three depending on how long they go, but I got one from our fellow mate recurring guest on the podcast Hayden Barton he sent in a question and it was a fairly easy question to me but he wanted your insight on it he's like okay. if you could build your team around Josh Allen Jameis Winston or Drew Locke who would you choose and why and for me I easily answered Josh Allen just with how he's been playing this year but I mean like Jameis Winston if he kind of cleans up his mistakes he's like he gets a lot of yards and touchdowns it's just like if he can like, if he cuts his picks in half, then he's still at, like, 15. But for me, it was Josh Allen because he's just matured a ton as a quarterback. But what do you think? I would agree. Um, I think that his – I think the biggest knock against – my biggest knock against Josh Allen was his accuracy over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, and decision-making, I think. But I think that this year he's shown – like, he's making some fantastic – uh, throws. He's like, he's putting it on a dime when he needs to. And I do not think that that is something that Winston can do consistently or nearly as consistently. And um, I, I really like how Allen can extend plays when he needs to. And I think that that's, especially, it seems like that's a big way that the, uh, the NFL is evolving as a whole to more, um, more mobile quarterbacks that, that can, kind of stand in stand up in the pocket and and uh and move around in there i think that i i would i would definitely take allen and yeah. for for those reasons yeah that's uh i think winston winston's just like drew lock i haven't like i i'm not I gonna see anything where it's like i want him no Josh I think Allen's he's going to be a good. He'll be a good quarterback. Yeah. I just don't think he's. He's. I don't think he's going to be the next stand. I genuinely like. I think Josh Allen's going to be a, a a great talent. I, yeah. I think that he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league for a while to come. And which is again, ugh, boo. Yeah. So um, I got another question from my buddy at Swagnoletto, Alexander Agnoletto. And he's like, I want your take and thoughts on the whole COVID situation right now following around the Steelers. And this was asked after I recorded last episode. Mm-hmm. So I'd answer it this week. And he's like, I want your take and thoughts on the whole COVID situation right now following around the Steelers and Ravens games and how you think the NFL is handling it and what they could do to improve the actions they are currently taking. Good question. Um, yeah. and- I mean, I don't know how... I necessarily might improve it um, as far as that goes. Cause I think that it's a, 
it's pretty bad down in the States. Yeah. There's a lot of things I'd do differently. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that there's some things that just end up being, and let's, I'm going to preface this all with saying, go wear a face, always wear a face. We should all be wearing face masks. Let's take care yeah. of each other. I yeah. think this time, I don't think it's a political thing. I think it's just, let's make sure. And wear your mask thing. properly. Cause wear your mask properly. 90% yes. of them don't have their nose covered. And it's like, you're so oh, yeah. close. You're so <laughs> close. Almost. You're like an inch off, man. Come yeah. On. Um, uh, I agree. So yeah, everybody wear your masks, wash your hands, um, take care of each other. I think that that's what we need more of at this point in time. Um, Cause I think that's... he uh, added a bit more to it. And he was like, mm-hmm. um, because he feels like they're putting flex seal duct tape and band-aids or whatever you want to call it on the pandemic just to hammer out the rest of the season. And to me, I kind of said, I was like, I agree, but I think the NFL is doing the best job they can to keep the season going and like rescheduling games and stuff. And I said adding an extra week might not hurt, but I think with scheduling in the playoffs and stuff like would affect that. But I think if, just like letting the dust settle and like if adding an extra week to it, to the season, Mm -hmm. just like kind of put a stall on it and be like, okay, we'll just let everyone's situation figure out. And then everyone gets a bye week this week. And then we'll just like pick up next season or the next Mm -hmm. week. Sorry. Just, uh, but I think that would obviously affect how the playoffs are scheduled and stuff. But yeah, I also think the Steelers players, with them getting mad about it, I don't think it's really fair of them to because it is protocol on how the NFL is handling it. And it just sucks with the timing that it's against the Steelers. And yeah, I, I think that it was very unfair that like not unfair. I think it sucked. Yeah, I agree. I think for the Steelers, that sucks that they, yeah, I agree. Like I think Juju Smith-Schuster said, expressed his frustration to the media. Claypool and yeah. And, and they were, players. they were saying, and like rightfully so, I think that that yeah. I agree. The unfortunate thing is they also then had a couple COVID cases. So it's not yeah. like any of these teams, it's not like people are doing it intentionally. Yeah. Um. I mean, genuinely would hope not. That would be shocking if, if, if that were the case. So um, yeah, I think that the NFL, I, I personally am very happy that sports are back, um, yeah, from too. a mental health perspective. That's very, it's something that I enjoy. It's something that I enjoy talking about with friends. It's something that is, it definitely gets me engaging with other people. Um, so am I happy that sports in general are back in that sense? Absolutely. Am I, do they still need to stay like, do I think that they still should be very um, careful, um, very careful? Absolutely. And I yeah. think that we were like, we're, we're not out of this yet. We're not done. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think we still need to be, be taking care of that now for the situation with the Ravens and the Steelers. I, I think that like, yeah, I, I, I think that the NFL addressed it as well as they could i think that the f- I, I have i honestly take I don't, I don't really have any issues necessarily with how they rescheduled everything i think that they were trying to make sure everybody was safe and i'm yeah. I'm, I'm more thankful for that it sucks that it's weird that it obviously got pushed to a wednesday and like almost was played that game was played almost a week late and then like, it kind of messed up this week too yeah. like all they were looking for was just we're gonna wait to see if there's a day's worth of no positive tests we just yeah. need to isolate the spread amongst the organization, mm-hmm. see who's there, put them all on the list, get them in self-isolation, 
get your players ready to go and yeah. then we'll schedule it to them. That's why they had to keep pushing it back because it was like, well, today there's two tests, so chances are it's not going to be today. It's going to be tomorrow. Let's just see, like, when we see that there's a stall and there's, like, no more positive tests coming in, then we'll play it. Like, it's not like they just completely canceled the game. They still made it happen. They were just looking for – they didn't need everyone to be positive. They just needed a stall or a halt in the spread. And yeah. then they're like, okay, you have it under control. Now we'll yeah. get this game going on track and – and I agree. We'll I think they some did games it. next week. Yeah, and and like that that's gonna happen. And I think like to to have not come into the season to and not expected that. I think that that would be a little crazy. I yeah. honestly thought that there would be more rescheduling throughout the season. I'm surprised it's only really affected three weeks in total. Yeah. What I've taken more issue with, I think, is the almost arbitrary fines that have been meted out. I mean, I teams have been breaking protocol. There should be some kind of consequence, but like some of the consequences have been just immensely like just like just almost excessively punitive like losses of draft picks and stuff like that where i think i don't think that i don't think that that should be like to me that's excessive i Um, i kind of disagree yeah because they're not necessarily taking draft picks away from the spread they're taking draft picks away from not uh obeying protocol like not wearing masks properly mm-hmm. and like like the saints they weren't wearing masks in their locker room so they got a draft pick taken away it's not because they had a spread it's because like you're not you're not doing your part in preventing the spread like if yeah, i agree i just think it, i think i don't don't you think that that was just a little bit like a quick to the jump to the gun on that one like i, I just feel like that could have been maybe maybe that was like a couple they, they've already had a couple infractions but because i think just, the saints they had it once and they got mm-hmm. fined and then they did it again so then they're like all right dude you're getting a seventh round taken away from you because it's yeah. like come on but, i still don't like it necessarily but I, I at the same time like you've got to get people to listen to your uh to your regulations yeah. and what better way to hit them in their than in their pocketbooks with a draft pick, right? Like yeah, for, for exactly. that kind of capital. So I agree. What I would have liked to see, I think, and I'm a little disappointed that the NFL hasn't done it, is, um, and I think it could have been done. I think a bubble for the whole season, kind of like the uh, NHL or the NBA did. I don't think that that would be very feasible because there's just so many more people that are involved in each team. But I think that there's a could team be... in like 16 games in one day, like you'd have to have games every day of the week for that to happen. But I think that it could be done in the, in the playoffs. I think that you could at least have like an NFC and an AFC. Or at club. least like two bubbles, kind of like what the NHL did. Exactly. And I think that something like that I would have liked to have seen just to, you know, like it takes away that little bit of it. Cause the NHL and the NBA both, pretty successfully pulled off the bubbles oh they had like zero tests positive i think i I, yeah i think i think both i I know the nhl for sure and i'm pretty sure that the nba NBA had zero too yeah 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 Yeah. so i would have liked to have seen something like that so i yeah i think i am a little bit disappointed as far as the covid regulations as far as that goes because i think that it just would make it um you're you're not playing calvin ball each week of like who's actually going to be on the team yeah. and who might be ill this week and who might have gotten it, you can at least probably control it a bit better. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for sending in the questions. Um, you can send in your questions. DMs are open at Jevin.lefave 
and at left side heavy dot the pod on Instagram. Uh, Carrie, thanks for coming on, man. That was a lot thanks of fun. Love talking about week 13. Um, if you have any social media or anything people want to follow um, or anything, just um, tag away. If you really like periodic pictures of corgis, um, <laughs> that's that's pretty much what my Instagram's good for. You can find it's a Seabrook 14, but uh, that's basically basically that and maybe what I'm cooking every once in a while. That's about it. Nice Jack Daniel syrup that you made me. Yeah, uh, that, that could be in there. I don't teach oh, my students that one, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sounds unreal. That's that's um, a home rescue. Yeah, you can follow me at Jevin.lefave on Instagram, at Jevin Lefave on Twitter. Follow the podcast Instagram at leftsideheavy.thepod and on Twitter at sideheavy. Intro outro music is Savage by Tom Ivory featuring Six Man. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Share. And uh, rate and leave a comment too in case anyone stops by to see what the podcast is about. Any positive feedback is more than welcome. I'll have an open arms. So, um, yeah, Carrie, thanks again for joining me this week, and we'll see you guys next time. My pleasure. I just got a leg off. Went from ducking and fucking, and now I got put in the friend zone. There's no need for discussion. I just really loved how you get low. But I'm dipping, I'm cutting the shorty, and we're being ten toes, ten toes. I, I, I just got a let go, call me a Benzo, paid all cash, I won't take no.